Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Hey guys, this is Russ, and this is the Overlook Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the disappearance of Tiffany Nicole Foster. Tiffany Foster is an African-American female missing from Noonan, Georgia. Tiffany, the mother, a daughter, a sister, and she was also a criminal justice major at Georgia Military College at the time of her disappearance. In fact, she was just months away from graduation. She had plans to build her career in law enforcement. Family describes Tiffany as a devoted mother who was dependable and who would never abandon her kids. Her sister Kimberly is quoted as saying, she is a kind and loving person, beautiful inside and out. She's my best friend. She goes on to describe her sister as being strong, smart, and always laughing, always the person that people went to when they had problems. Now, Tiffany was reported last seen leaving her Lakeside apartment home on a 2800 block of Lakeside Way in Noonan, Georgia on March 1st, 2021. It said that she was simply on her way to go to the grocery store, but she never made it back. When she left the home, her fiance was there with her children, who were all above the age of 10. Now, the very next day after Tiffany did not return, she also did not show up for classes, something that is very much unlike her. According to an NBC News article, this is the day that family reported her missing. An 11 Alive article titled, Until I Get Evidence in My Mind, She's Still Alive, it stated that it was actually Tiffany's daughter who alerted other family members that Tiffany had not returned home after going to the grocery store. And that's when family decided to contact police. Her not showing up for school the next day was just icing on the cake. Now, on March 5th, Tiffany failed to show up to work, nor did she call off. Again, this is something completely uncharacteristic for Tiffany, and it's just building and building family and loved ones' concerns. On March 8th, her 2020 Nissan Altima was found in College Park, Georgia, which is about 30 miles away from her home. The car was abandoned, but inside was her personal items like her purse, her debit card, and her car keys. Now, for March 11, Tiffany already had a pre-planned flight scheduled for her to leave to Texas. But like with everything else, she never made it to that flight. She didn't show up. And it was becoming painstakingly clear to those who knew her that Tiffany did not disappear on her own free will. Though, this is something they felt they knew the minute she didn't return home the night she went to the grocery store. Now, like many people her age, Tiffany had social media accounts that she used somewhat regularly. However, her accounts have been silent since February 28, 2021. And once police got involved, it's reported that her last cellular activity was on March 1st. 
Again, none of this adds up to someone who walked away from their life or family. See, Tiffany was a very active mother. She was close to her kids. She was close to her family. And not only that, but things are going really great in her life. She was due to graduate college in just a few short months, and she was really looking forward to starting her career. No one could think of a reason why she would just randomly up and leave of her own free will. It, it just did not make sense with who she was as a person. Now, at the time that Tizzy disappeared, she was engaged to a man named Reginald Robertson. Now, when police held a press conference to address Tiffany's disappearance on March 23, 2021, pleading with the public for information, her fiance appeared right there with the police and her family, asking for the public's assistance in locating Tiffany. In fact, he's quoted as saying, it's just unusual. She would never go without talking to those kids. Even me, she would not go without talking to me. He went on to say, if anybody does know anything, could you please contact this agency? And at the time, no one had outwardly suspected Reginald of involvement in Tiffany's disappearance. Police had no plans in arresting him at that moment or any reason to call him a suspect or person of interest. But things changed. On March 8th, Reginald was arrested and charged with theft as investigators learned that he was the one who moved Tiffany's car to the College Park area days after she was reported missing. Now, police, they have not released to the public what exactly led them to determine that Reginald moved the car. It's still very hush-hush. You'll find this mentioned in several articles, podcasts, and news reports on this case, but no one has actually mentioned how they figured out it was Reginald. But here's the thing. A couple days later, on April 21st, Reginald was charged again, this time with kidnapping and aggravated assault charges. But this wasn't for Tiffany's current disappearance. These charges were for crimes that took place prior to Tiffany disappearing. Initially, the public is told that these charges aren't exactly related to Tiffany's current disappearance. However, it later comes out that while investigators were investigating Tiffany's disappearance, they discovered some evidence that seemed to indicate that back in November of 2020, Reginald had actually kidnapped Tiffany and took her to an abandoned home and allegedly assaulted her. This was the incident Reginald was being charged with, and he was booked in a county jail and held without bond, where he still is, still waiting for trial on that kidnapping charge, but also that theft charge. Now, again, like with the moving of the car, the details about the alleged kidnapping and assault are very scarce, but also very alarming. The public really hasn't gotten detail from the police department on how they even discovered this November 2020 event. Now, I did see on one of the forums, a web forum about this case, where one person mentioned that there was rumors Reginald had bragged to people that he had kidnapped Tiffany before and how he had got away with it and how he had taken her to an abandoned home. But again, those are just rumors and no news source has ever mentioned that, nor has the police ever come out to say what led them to even knowing about this alleged kidnapping and assault and knowing that it was Reginald and what evidence they have to actually arrest him. As you can imagine, People have a lot of questions for Reginald. 
Because again, when Tiffany first went missing, he showed up on TV, right with the family, right with police officers, begging for the public to help return her. But here's the thing, Reginald has invoked his Fifth Amendment right. Now, the Fifth Amendment right creates a number of rights. It's not just one, but it essentially guarantees that the government cannot force an individual to provide information and incriminate them later. And it also forbids any type of double jeopardy. It's usually known as the right to remain silent amendment. As some of y'all might recall, Dave Chappelle did a skit on this in which he sings, harmonizes, winks, does a little two-step and holds up a sign showing him saying, I plead the fifth every time he's asked a question in court in that particular skit. And I think this is perfectly going to demonstrate what we see here with Reginald. Many questions asked, he's going to yell fifth and no one's questions are being answered. And he is now obviously listed as a person of interest, Tiffany's disappearance. Now, going back to what I said earlier, lots of people have questions for Reginald. A lot of people like Tiffany's sister, Kimberly, who is quoted by 11 Alive News as saying about him, the vibe, the energy, like something in me just said, he knows more than what he's doing. She goes on to say, you just did an interview about how you missed her and want her to come home. And a few days later, you're the one that moved the car. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know something. And that's pretty much the general feel surrounding the case, no matter where you go or where you get the information. Any thread, any true crime forum, any place that's talking about this case, the whole general census seems to be, yeah, Reginald, he knows more. He knows a heck of a lot more. Now, family, they have been trying to get the news of Tiffany's disappearance out to the public as much as possible. The family goes out and pass out flyers in the community still. The family also does their own searches. However, one of the issues they have with these searches is that they don't even know where to look. Because all we have is that Tiffany left her home to go to the grocery store, and that's it. Because we don't even know if she ever made it to that grocery store. Now, September of 2021, the Coweta County Sheriff's Department announced that the reward for information had been increased from $10,000 to $60,000 due to donations made by the Brianna Harps Community and Educational Foundation to help the family get closure. Now, this foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started to honor Brianna LaFay Harps, who was a victim of gun violence while attending college in Fort Worth, Texas. Brianna's father announced, and I, and I quote, we would like to offer a $25,000 reward for information leading to the person responsible for Tiffany's disappearance. But for the safe return of Tiffany, we would also like to offer $50,000 to whoever gives us the information that gets Tiffany returned to us safely. And that's not the only thing the community has done to try to step up and show support to this family as they are missing their loved one and struggling to figure out what to do next. Last year during Christmas, well, it was the family's first Christmas without Tiffany. And again, Tiffany had three kids that she was absolutely crazy about. So a woman named Carolyn really wanted to look out for Tiffany and look out for her children. 
So she started a gift drive for people to buy gifts and send in support and donations for Tiffany's children. And while she did this, she acknowledged like, hey, gifts, they're not going to heal broken hearts, but we want to show the family some type of kind gesture to let them know that the community is still here with them and we have not forgotten about them. We have not forgotten about their loved one. And we just want to do something little to kind of help lift your moods and spirits during this holiday. This Christmas drive managed to pour in donations from all over Georgia, but not only Georgia, People also donated from Indiana, Florida, and even Delaware. Tiffany's sister, Kimberly, is quoted as saying, we're not trying to let the negative outshine the positive of the situation. To see the community come together in the way that they did, that really inspired and touched my heart. Just to see my niece and nephew smiling and laughing over a meal together. This is what Christmas is supposed to feel like. Family, laughter, and memories. Now, despite the year and months that have passed since Tiffany has gone missing, her sister still holds out hope that Tiffany will be coming home. She told Dateline, I'm not trying to put my sister in the ground before her time. In my mind, I'm moving forward as if she's alive. We are still trying to find her. And with that refusal to give up, Tiffany's family and friends are calling on the public for additional help and resources to help aid in their searches. They have their own Facebook page called Searching for Tiffany Foster, where they share updates on what's going on, different interviews or or different YouTube videos that are covering the case. But they also post when they're doing the next search and things such as that, because they're not giving up. As her sister Kimberly is quoted saying by NBC News, I'm not giving up on my sister because if it were me, she wouldn't have given up on me. So I just can't do it. In the meantime, the Coweta County Sheriff's Office says that they are also continuing to do everything they can to find Tiffany. Officer Nix told Dateline, finding Tiffany is of the utmost importance of Coweta County Sheriff's Office. Tiffany's case is active and all leads are being followed. Now, as you know, a lot of times when I cover these cases, uh, especially cases that the community feels isn't getting as much support and news coverage as they would like, there's usually some type of divide between the community and the police. On the Facebook page, you will see comments from members asking about different searches, asking about different interviews, telling the family members that they need to go to the FBI. Why hasn't the police stepped up and gone to the FBI yet? And you also see people straight up saying they're unhappy with the level of work being done. But I'm going to get into that a little bit because I actually feel like the county is probably doing a lot that we don't know about. Now, before I jump into that, I just want to say I know sometimes I have a theory section, but I'm not going to have a theory section for this episode because there's just one big giant elephant in the room when it comes to a theories on this case. It all leads back to one particular person, various means, various outcomes, but it all seems to head back to people assuming the fiance is involved somehow. Now, going back to what I was saying earlier about the police and the work that they have done. Now, I could be wrong, but I personally believe this is a case that I think the police have a lot of info that they're simply not releasing to the public. 
I think the police are very aware that this is a guy who, between him and his lawyer, are looking for the police to mess up and jeopardize the case. And they know that. And so they're really keeping things close to the chest. But the fact that the fiance is already behind bars on some pretty major charges and he's being held without bond, even though it's not charges related to this exact disappearance, tells me that they got some things up their sleeves and they got some things that they are working on. They managed to get him arrested for an alleged incident that happened months before she disappeared that it sounds like most people did not know about. And not only that, but the public still has not gotten any information on what exactly was the information that led them to arresting him in the first place. How did they even find out that he was possibly the person that moved the car? And the same thing with how did they even find out that there was possibly a whole kidnapping situation months before Tiffany disappeared? And not only that, they had enough to go out and arrest him. Guys, the police, they definitely have some things up their sleeve. I just think that they are playing it safe and trying their hardest to not jeopardize this case. And so they're not revealing exactly what it is that they have. But I truly believe that they have a lot more evidence than we think. And they're doing a lot more behind the scenes than we think. And I also think that ties into why he pled into the fifth. When he got arrested for moving the car the first time, but then a couple of days later got arrested for an incident that was not previously reported back in November of 2020 and then immediately pled the fifth. Yeah, yeah. To me, that's saying he knows that there's some possible evidence out here that can get me really, really caught up. And so I need to not say anything because even if I'm innocent on one of these things or maybe both, there's a chance that in order for me to prove my innocence, it's going to get me tied up in some not so innocent stuff on something else. And I don't want to risk that. He knows that and the police know that. And so while he's pleading with them, I feel like the police are kind of doing that with the public. They got some stuff that they're like, mm, we're going to hold on to this. And I truly believe that they're probably going to hold on to a lot of info until one, a trial date is set for the kidnapping charges, the assault charge, or the theft charge. Or they'll wait until they have enough hardcore evidence to feel confident in going ahead and charging him again for her most recent disappearance. Again, these are just my guesses, my hypothesis, but that's what my spidey senses are saying. And let me give you a little bit more to why I believe that. In a New England Times Herald article titled, After a Year, Tiffany Foster Still Missing, we find out, and I quote from the article, as of February 17th, they're talking about 2022, approximately 52 search warrants and court orders have been executed during the investigation into Tiffany Foster's disappearance, resulting in 152 pieces of evidence being collected. There has been 21 items sent to Georgia Bureau of Investigation for fingerprint and DNA testing. There are 89 pieces of evidence stored at the CCSO, and there has been 13 cell phone data extractions pertaining to the case. You guys, I'm telling you, they're on to some things. 
they are just trying to get this stuff nice and wrapped tightly in a bow before they hand this over to the prosecutor to go full throttle in the courtroom. Now, as always, everybody is innocent until they are proven guilty. Last I saw, her fiance, Reginald, still seems to be claiming he has no involvement. But in regards to if the police are actually doing something, guys, I don't think this is a case of the police dropping the ball. I think it's a case of really the police just moving in silence. But moving, they are definitely doing. As of March of 2022, the GBI was still waiting on the analysis results of 13 different items. Now, in that very same article I just mentioned, it was discovered that during the course of a year, multiple agencies were actually involved in the search for Tiffany. This was not just the Coweta County Sheriff's Department. This included multiple Georgia Police Departments, the GBI, the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, the U.S. Marshal Service, and the Department of Homeland Security. Guys, I know we're not getting at all the evidence of what's going on in the news and in the papers, but I'm telling you guys, they are working on this case, and I do believe they are working hard. I really think that the Coweta County Sheriff's Department is trying to get all their ducks in a row. But as of now, no one has been officially charged in Tiffany's disappearance. And the police, they still urge anyone with any information on the case to give them a call at the Coweta County Sheriff's Office. You can call their office and access speak to Investigator Scott Kilgore at 770-253-1502. There's also a link at the Coweta County Sheriff's Office app in which anonymous tips can be made. Tiffany still has three children wondering where their mother is. A sister that's still passing out flyers, that's still giving interviews, that's still holding out hope that her sister will come home. Same with a mother who's still praying to see her baby. I ask that if you have any information, guys, you do reach out to the proper authorities and give whatever it is you got, no matter how small or how little, so we can give this family closure, we can give this family answers. Now, that is all I have for today's episode. As you guys might have noticed, I have switched to a bi-weekly schedule. So the next time you will hear my voice with a new episode will be on September the 25th. Now, other than that, guys, I hope you guys are being safe, staying vigilant, and you'll hear the sound of my voice again on the 25th. And other than that, you guys have a great rest of your week. Bye. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.